Take your Bibles, please, and turn to the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 4. We are looking at qualities of a healthy church, and the first quality is that there is biblical preaching. It all starts and ends with the Word of God, because it is God's Word that is truth for our lives to equip us for life and living, and it is His Spirit who guides and directs us into His truth. But as we look at a healthy church, we also need to recognize that a healthy church has biblical worship. And this morning we are going to begin a series that will help us discover what biblical worship is all about. Now underline this in your minds, please. Biblical worship begins and ends with Jesus. Biblical worship begins and ends with Jesus. As you read the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ, you begin by discovering Jesus. And John, as he saw this vision, recognized that it was Jesus who walked among the churches. Aren't you thankful that where two or three are gathered in his name, he's right here in the midst? John then gives an evaluation of seven churches of Asia. And after that is complete, John is lifted up into heaven and told to write what he sees. And chapters 4 and 5 are all about Jesus. I want us to hear the scripture read this morning. And we are going to hear Revelation chapter 4 and chapter 5 read to us with some graphics that will help us visualize what John is starting to tell us. And then the service is going to be a little different this morning because I'm going to give you seven reasons that worship begins and ends with Jesus. This is not an expository sermon like we normally have, but I just want us to understand why our focus needs to be on Jesus Christ. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look into John's gospel where Jesus says, those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We're going to look back into Isaiah chapter 6 where Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up and his glory filled Isaiah's life. But this morning, it's all about Jesus. And then we're going to celebrate the given body and shed blood of, of Jesus. So you may want to try to follow along in, in your copy of the Scriptures as the Scripture is read to us. You may want to just look up here and listen. Because it's all about the redemptive plan of God, which is in and through Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Brenda? After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me. Come up here, 
And I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one set on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightning, thundering, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature, like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much, because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked 
And they heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. Blessing and honor and glory and power to the one who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Biblical worship begins and ends with Jesus. So why is that true? Let me just share with you some reasons this morning. Reason number one, he alone is worthy. We could sing, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive. Yes, Jesus Christ alone is worthy. He was worthy as the Lion of Judah. He was worthy as the Lamb of God. He is worthy as the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus Christ is worthy of worship. And to him belongs all power and glory and majesty. And one day, one day he will rule and reign and every knee will bow to Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Not only is he worthy, he was obedient to the Father. You'll remember in Matthew chapter 26, we have that garden scene. Jesus and the disciples have left the upper room. Jesus has washed their feet. The one who was going to betray Jesus has gone out. And now Jesus with the 11 are, are gathered together, and, and Jesus says, stay here while I go pray to my Father. And Jesus knows what's coming next. He had already said that he was in full submission to the Father's well, he had said that my very being, sustenance, meat, is to do the will of him that sent me and to, to complete his work. And now in that garden, he, he humbles himself before his heavenly father and he says, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But, but if not, your will be done. You see, God's redemptive plan began back in Genesis chapter 3 when he said the seed of the woman would give a death blow to the serpent. 
And throughout all of history, it was the lamb that was slain. And John said, behold, the lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. And Jesus Christ was that lamb of God. And he is worthy of our worship because he submitted to the will of the Father in obedience. The writer of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, that Jesus said, I have come to do your will, O God. And we read in that chapter that after he had sacrificed his life for the sins of the world, he sat down because his was the last sacrifice that was necessary. And that's in obedience to the Father. We worship him because of his right as the head of the church. You remember what he said to his disciples? He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Colossians tells us that Christ is the head of the church. We've been studying what it takes to have a healthy church, and we discovered that our church is the church of the living God, the assembly of believers, a pillar and buttress of truth. Jesus Christ is the head, and it is to him we are responsible because he gave his life a ransom. He is worthy of our worship because he sacrificed himself with his blood. This morning in my quiet time, I read 1 Peter chapter 1. We've not been redeemed with silver and gold, corruptible things from our vain conversation, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. And it was the blood of Christ that God used to cleanse us from all of our sin. And he is worthy of our worship because of his total and complete sacrifice to us. He is worthy of our worship because he is above all things. Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that he is the head of all things. I like reading the Psalms. And one of my favorite psalms is Psalm 8 where it says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is thy name in all the earth. And then it says in that psalm, what is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you sent him to visit him. You know how insignificant you and I are. I mean in the grand scheme of things. You know how insignificant we are? With modern technology, 
we have been able to peer farther and farther into the universe than we ever have before. And it is amazing, the creation of our God. Someone once illustrated our insignificance this way. If you were to take our universe as we know it, our solar system as we know it, and you were to shrink the universe as we know it down to the size of our solar system, you could put 10,000 Earths on the head of a pin. That's how vast God's creation is. Now, you want to feel insignificant this morning? 10,000 Earths on the head of a pin. Put yourself on one of those Earths. God's Son is the head of all things. And because of the investment in our lives, after all he's done for me, the hymn writer reminds us, after all he's done for me, how can I do less than give him my best and live for him completely after all he's done for me? May I remind you? That the one who is worthy gave unto you eternal life? Amen? May I remind you that the one who is worthy of our worship has gone to prepare a place for you and he will come again and receive you unto himself that where he is, there you may be also? Glory! May I remind you that he sent us his spirit as the comforter? to guide and direct us into all truth? What about his peace? He says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Isaiah says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on because he trusts in me. He is worthy because of the investment in our life. And he is worthy because of the position with the Father. Ephesians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of man. And being made in the likeness of man, he humbled himself and became obedient. Obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, here it is, God hath highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Of things above the earth, under the earth, and in the earth. And every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Biblical worship all begins and ends with Jesus. Because he alone is the object to whom we give all glory and praise. So what does that worship mean to us this morning? 
It's all about a lifestyle of Jesus. I mentioned this during our ABF class. Every once in a while, there's something that happens that moves me. Yesterday, I was driving into Battle Creek, listening to the radio, and there was a discussion that was taking place about a city commission decision to paint a multicolored walkway celebrating Pride Month. And people were calling into the radio station and giving their opinion. And I was listening not only to the people calling in, but also to the commentary that the host was giving. There were a number of believers who called in, talked about biblical principle, talked about what the Bible said. The host was not too impressed with that. For the second time in eight years, I called the radio station. And I said a couple of things. One of which was this. If the city council has decided to endorse that lifestyle, they should be willing to endorse all lifestyles. And I said, I've been listening to what you've said on the radio about Christians. And Christianity is not a religion. It's a lifestyle that focuses on Jesus. And if the city commission is going to endorse an alternative lifestyle, they ought to endorse a lifestyle that focuses on Jesus. Amen? Well, you know that when you call into a radio station, there is a delay. So I quickly hung up and turned on my radio because I wanted to hear what the commentary had to say about what I had to say. Because you understand that the preacher always gets the last word. And in that case, he was the preacher. And he said something like this. He said, I really appreciate what the last uh, caller had to say, but the gay community would not call what they do a lifestyle. They would call who they are. They would call it who they are. And I thought, what an... My wife doesn't let me use that word. You see, folks, our lifestyle is a lifestyle of worship. And it's really just a lifestyle of Jesus. That's all it is. Because it's a lifestyle based on two things. Number one, who he is. And number two, who we are as part of his family. 